Welcome to the Digging Dexter Podcast with Victor. And uh, Colton Duffy. This is Colton. And this is Victor. And there's nothing like a good podcast to define who you are. Mm. Do you remember that line or not really? I, I actually don't. don't. That line. <laughs> I don't. Uh, during the montage when he's like, there's nothing like a good crisis to define who you oh, are. Oh, yep, yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, now I got it. All the, all the season eight diehards will get this. Welcome back, everyone. We are finally at season eight of Digging Dexter. It, wow, I think I started the podcast April or May of 2018. And what are we, three three years and change to get to season eight? Um, wow, I didn't season eight is, wow. is something season eight is something I didn't want to do. And just like the show, a, uh, what is it? It took seven, six months between season seven and season eight. And we are just about seven months. So we're like somewhat, you know, that was the, that was the plan the whole time. We were keeping it exactly how the show is <laughs> spot on. <laughs> um, so season eight, uh, I, I think we've already had so much conversation about all of this. I have like a little, I guess it's like a little essay. I, I guess some some notes I want. I mean, we talk, again, we talked about season eight so much. And yeah. I guess a big reason why we're here is because, well, obviously it's the only reason why we're here is obviously the Dexter season New Blood, the new, mm-hmm. I got to get, well, I, it's not a reboot. It's not a remake. It's just a new season. It's not season nine either. Um it's its so own bef- entity. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, something else I want to say that I'm getting terrible at this. We are streaming our episodes live on YouTube Sunday nights. Uh, I guess that schedule is going to change here and there, but we have all video versions of what we're doing now. So if you want to see what two guys who podcast on shows that are quite a bit old, you can watch us. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so we're here for season eight, and I feel like I say this every season. I'm going to try and be less negative, mm-hmm. uh, but I also want to kind of point out parts where the show could have improved this final season. Um, mm-hmm. Watching this episode and just getting a yes or no answer out of you, and me and Colton prepared to do two episodes, but I'm not sure we're going to be able to get to it, but watching the first two episodes, are you in agreement with me that like so far... These two episodes, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I mean, shocked I, at yeah. how good it was. Well, okay. And, and I'm not to go into it too much, but I remember messaging you. So I um, I've, I, I watched the season live. This was the season I watched live. Whenever it aired, hated it. Couldn't stand it. I hated this season. There was so much about it. I rewatched it again um, about two months ago as just a fan. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do notes. I'm not going to look at this like a, from a podcast perspective. I just want to binge it, right? Like, you know, like I get like some time at night. Let me watch two episodes here two days later. Let me watch two episodes when I get some free time. And I actually messaged you about it. And I was like, you know what? I was like, this season is not as bad as I remember. I'm not saying it's good. Okay. I'm not going to say that, but I know when I was messaging you that I was on like episode four or five of it. And it's because it, these first two episodes are actually really good. Like there's some issues with it. Nothing's perfect. I get that. But overall, it's a really good episode. There, it, there's a lot going on. Like, yeah, I, I feel like they had the right pieces for this final season. They just didn't execute them well. Like the yeah. season kind of feels flat. And I feel like after watching that Comic-Con panel and having eight years being able to like do this, um, I feel like even though the, the Dexter cast, the crew, everyone involved would like agree. Um, something I, I was thinking of was like, you know, obviously this goes down as one of the worst finales all time of a series. And mm-hmm. we'll obviously we'll get there. And when you start having that conversation, you know, if you're just hanging out with your buddies and you're just talking television, obviously also what gets brought up is Game of Thrones. And a distinction I wanted to make and maybe something that we can talk about as we go through the episodes. The way I was able to put it into words for me was season eight of Dexter was lazy writing, whereas season eight of Game of Thrones was bad writing. Meaning like, I feel like they could have, if someone just would have went over the script one more time, 
been like, all right, why is, you know, why, why, why does, why is Harrison six months older? Do we, uh, six years older? Do we have to do that? You know, just like stupid little stuff. I just feel like they could have made, I don't think it ever was going to be the best season because I feel like they've kind of used that, you know, they, they, they use their hot car too quick. I think we always talk about season mm-hmm. two and season four. Game of Thrones, there was no fixing that. Like, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, there was no fixing how they were going to end up with the Long Night uh, the, the, against the, the Night King. Like, you know, what's- there was nothing that was going to fix it that would have fixed the rest of the season. Whereas here, little changes here and there mm-hmm. could have really made this a, a, a decent thing. And that's why I think lazy writing versus bad writing, you know? What I can describe this is, this is so, this is honestly how I was, it's really funny you're telling me this, uh, you're, we're talking about this, because I was actually having this conversation just a couple weeks ago with a friend of mine. Season eight of Dexter is, you know, that coworker you have that they're like a really good person. They're like, okay, at their job. If they just like did stuff a little bit different, they would be like a really good employee. That's what season eight of Dexter is. Game of the last season of Game of Thrones is that really shitty coworker you have that also put in their two weeks notice and it's the last week that they're working. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Oh, yeah. Like they just yeah. didn't give a shit. They just didn't give a shit. Dexter, I think they actually I think they gave a shit. They just were kind of like, well, fuck, like how, like how do we finish this? Like, what do we do? And yeah, yeah. That's how I would describe it. And that leads me to my something that I was glad we're doing live streaming now. And I'm not sure. How do I see here? We don't have too many viewers right now, but I want to know why. So reading some interviews and I couldn't find much. It's really hard to get like behind the scenes info and shit. Mm -hmm. Season eight basically started filming right after season seven ended. It was like one, two, three. Oh, they I didn't know that. knew okay. they knew the, how season eight was going to end. Uh, Michael C. Hall got told on the last day of season seven filming how season eight's going to end. So he had that oh. in the back of his head all this time. My question is, why was season? So if we're if we're doing this in 2013, seasons one through seven of Dexter all happened in the fall time. Mm-hmm. I think I think maybe Dexter season two didn't, but hold on. But usually it it used to be a thing. TV is so different now today, but television used to the 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 good shows would air in the fall. Everyone mm-hmm. coming back to school, so that was the fall. You know, and the, it was a thing like Sunday night. You know, um, season eight mm-hmm. got pushed to June, so season seven ended December two thousand and twelve. Season eight came out June of 2013, six months later. Uh, I didn't realize that. And I just don't know. I wonder why. I just wonder why there was that push, especially because it went right up against Breaking Bad's final season. Mm -hmm. Like weeks Uh, apart. Yeah. So season two, season two was in the fall. So, yes, this is the only season that came out during the summertime. Maybe it is like, hey, we know this isn't as good and we just want to get it out. I don't know if they got rushed. It just seems crazy that it got pushed to June. Um, but yes, I, I just would love to know why why they went up against Breaking Bad and in the summer. Breaking Bad, I feel like they could have released Wednesdays at noon the way that the tension was for that final season. It would have been fine. Um, yeah. Just something if anyone knows, um, reach out, let us know, because that's something I've always always been interested in. Um, what's one thing I wanted to get to also, I wanted to mention the season eight trailer. Um, it's basically all of the first episode and a TV trailer doesn't usually do this, but it left out the entire Vogel and brain surgeon plot. But I, I remember loving the trailer. It has an awesome cover of a God's going to cut you down. But, um, I just wanted to mention it because they had the cool, you know how like the promo for this Dexter New Blood season is like sort of like black ice, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way I could put it. Um, it was sort of like the ocean, but like black and red was kind okay. of like the theme. So I just thought it was cool, like, you know, final season and everything. Um, anything before we actually get into it? I mean, you know, we could obviously talk about the whole of season eight, but... Um, 
just any anything you want to mention before getting into the actual first episode? No, because I don't want to go into too much just about the season. Because I mean, we're going to yeah, talk yeah, about that. We can just episode. keep going on. Yeah. And I'm sorry. One more thing I do want to bring up. I was so fortunate. If you put me back in 2013, I think at the end of June is when the this first episode came out of 2013. I had a friend, and I, if I say too much, it, it won't. Whatever. Uh, I was able to watch the first four episodes before even the first episode aired. So nice. Yeah, I had like I got some whatever. I don't even want to. I don't even know how, why, why I'm actually bringing it up. Uh, I'm bringing it all up because I actually went to Comic Con for season eight. I was wow. in Comic Con uh, San Diego, and it was weird because I think episodes one and two already aired, and they were doing the panel. Um, it was really cool. And I've posted pictures before. Maybe I'll post more pictures. Um, but it was just really cool to be in, you know, in San Diego for Comic-Con and seeing the Dexter panel. Uh, if you've ever been to Comic-Con in the Hall H is where they have the big panels. Getting us, you usually, so usually they go on at like six. Dexter, like the big one goes on later in the day. People would camp it out the night before just trying to get a seat. <laughs> I got stupid stupid lucky i just walked in there at like two o'clock after other people were camping trying to get in and there was this i I could still see i could still the seat see the seat open i had to sit through a few panels of uh alfonso coron which is he's a huge director uh he did um the sandra bullock and george clooney movie where they go into space gravity Gravity, um And uh, Mark Webb, who did uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's, these were the movies they were talking about. And Harrison Ford, so, he did some movie back in 2014. It's some kid's book, uh, teen book movie. Whatever, I had to sit through like two panels. And then I got to see the Dexter thing. Um, it was pretty cool. All right, season eight, episode one, A Beautiful Day. Anything with the title episode mean for you? It's like a, <clears throat> the only thing I could take on it for being a beautiful day. It's kind of like when you say that, like it's a beautiful day, like it's a new start. And the whole this whole episode is basically new beginnings, like a new start. They could have called, they could have named the episode "New Beginnings." It would have been the same thing to me. Yes, I have a little bit of a different take on it. So, a beautiful day. Did you recognize the song that is played in the beginning? Again? Shut up. Um, <laughs> Got to bring uh, some of, some of our old sounds back. Okay, mm-hmm. it's interesting you say you you took almost the exact opposite take I had on the episode. I took it as ironic that it's a beautiful day, and I'm pretty sure the entire episode it's like super cloudy. And Dexter's, I don't think this episode takes place over one day, but it's like always cloudy, and he goes from like because I love this montage, and we'll talk about it in a second. Uh. He goes from like, I'm fucking living life. I'm banking soccer moms. I'm fucking doing it. Like, you know, I'm, life is great. It's at the end of the episode. He's sitting on that same bench and it's like there's trash everywhere and like everything. Okay. I just love like the slow decline um, there. So that's kind of why I took it as I took it as ironic. Okay. A be- you know, like uh, we call my son Shrimp Toast. We call him Shrimp. He's tremendous. He's like 99th percentile of everything. I feel like it was something like that, like just a beautiful day, and it definitely wasn't. Um, the song, and I want to play it here because I – one of my favorite moments of Dexter. Uh, I'm trying to do this Oh, live. okay. Yeah, no, 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 dude. I do recognize it now. Yeah. Do you know uh, – so do you know what song it is? I cannot for the life – I'm not good at music on guessing names and stuff like that, but I do know it, yes. Regular. It is yes, uh, a, a wonderful life. Uh, Louis Armstrong. I I love the acoustic version of this. I love. I always give the Dexter show shit for Dexter never suffers the consequences. I love it here because Dexter is just like he even says it. It's made him better. Like <laughs> you know, since Sit- Lagreta took care of every single problem he had. And again, like, look how happy is Coach and Harrison to a soccer game, a uh, soccer championship. How ha- fun, much fun he's having at work. Um, but, just unaffected living life. What? So, well, okay. So, but I do have a little bit of a note on that, though, because mm-hmm. this is, I guess, where it's also like a lot of it has also changed to me. Because when we go from season one, he's Dexter's. 
I don't know the exact terminology for it, but it's more or less, it's kind of like, he's not interested in sex. He's not interested in, he just wants to do his thing, go to work, kill. And then that's it. And then remember Reed is like his cover, the ultimate cover. Cause she's as damaged as he is and stuff like that. So it was kind of weird to me when I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, he's having fun at work. He's doing all this stuff. That's a little bit strange in it in of itself, but okay. All right, fine. You know, he's putting on the face for it, but then like the sleeping around and stuff like that was a little out of character, I guess. Um, but I don't know if it's also because of the last eight years he's had relationships. And so now he has turned into somebody that he does, I guess, like to have sexual relationships and stuff like that. So it's a good point you bring up because I think once we, I think I feel like this is me and I'm, I'm part of it too. You get a little rusty and you forget something about Dexter that's sort of hidden below the surface that doesn't get talked about, but it's a huge thing with the show. Uh, Dexter is completely an unreliable narrator. We are watching this show through Dexter's eyes. So That's the whole true. thing, the whole thing with Deb, we obviously know the answers, but we're we're interpreting it through Dexter's eyes. And I say that to say, Dexter from the start of season two when he met Lila, that all that all that thing about sex was completely out the window. Guy clearly enjoys sex. Um, That's because he sleeps with the one chick at the uh, uh, yeah, at high the, school reunion. Yeah. Um, he got he got a, he got a blowy from her, but well, still okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but like the point is, he semantics at this point. <laughs> he got an oral pleasure <laughs> job. <laughs> I guess what, what, it's selling more gross. <laughs> we're not an oral <laughs> massage. Um, <laughs> he. <laughs> he he clearly enjoys sex, and I think something about the show, and you know what? It's it's a lot of what Vogel says. Um, he is he's not a psychopath as much as he thinks he is. Like he's clearly closer to human and normal <laughs> than everything else. So that's true. this idea where he's just like, yeah, he's having sex. It's like, yes, that is from the season one Dexter. That's like, no, why, whatever. He's definitely craving attention. He doesn't have mm-hmm. Deb. And then, you know, we see what, what happens when Vogel comes in. So I just think it's something we have to like reset in our heads is that like Dexter, who he says he was and who he thought he was and everything is not who he is. He clearly has he clearly has emotions. Look, look about Hannah and Deb last season. Um, and the code is definitely slipping. We've been saying mm-hmm. it a lot. We said it a lot last season and the season before that. He's getting sloppy. He's definitely yeah. becoming closer to human than he was whatever. So... It's a it's a good point you brought up because it is easy to forget that. Um, and I have something else to go into that, but yeah, I want to do that in a minute. So let, let's keep going. About so the I just and stuff like that. So. I just love this opening montage. I love the song. It's an acoustic version of of a, a, a wonderful. Is it a wonderful life or a, yeah? It's a wonderful life. Um, I love the acoustic version. I just wonderful love world. how is it a wonderful? It's a wonderful. A wonder, what did I say? World. It's a wonderful life. I think it's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful world. Is it? A, I don't know. Uh, I told what you, a I'm wonderful not world. I'm it's not, a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. Okay. I was like, I'm not good with music. So <laughs> like, I'll, I'll recognize something when I kind of hear it for a second. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that. So I'm yeah. not sure how many montages the Dexter show has done. I can't really think of many. <laughs> <laughs> They've done a few. This is They've my, this lot. is. This is what I have. They I don't think the Dexter show does a lot of montages. There's I feel a like few. They do a lot. I think in the season openers they do. I remember they did one for season three. I'm telling you, I really don't think they do montages. I have some people in the chat. I feel like they do a lot of montages because there's like every time he does a little voiceover, like you know, it was then I realized my life was actually growing, and it's like Deb like doing something, and then him like twirling Harrison around. They, okay, so they make no, no, pancake. <laughs> No, they had they had some in season one. I I honestly don't think besides besides some of season one, the beginning of season three, I guess the end of season four, but it's a it's a, yeah, let's call that a montage. The end of season four. Uh, I really can't think of much after that. Regardless, this is my they favorite got married. one. Uh, yes. Well, that they were showing of the of the wedding, where. We want to talk about nitpicking. We are nitpicking. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we're definitely okay. Starting out at LaGuardia's memorial, mm-hmm. 
how old would you say Harrison is now? Uh, he's got to be at least 21. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I mean, okay, show-wise, what? Show-wise, technically, like, okay, are you asking technically, or are you asking, like, if I was to run into that kid on the street, like, what would I think? If we were in 2013, and you were walking by this cop's memorial on the beach, and you saw that kid on Dexter's lap, how old do you think that kid is? Six or seven. Right. I have five, six, or seven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can I bring up one more point? Three? Oh, I'd have to pull up Zach's thing, and I meant to do it. I just had a crazy day. Um, Yeah. He's supposed to, I mean, he was still a baby last season, right? Because Lewis, the uh, the weird intern, was like rubbing his head, and he's a little baby. That's right. Yeah. Um, Something else, too, about um, Dexter watching, um, interested in sex and not. You have to take into account some of his thing is I watch internet pornography. <laughs> so there's also that. Nice. Um, so back. we're at LaGuardia's Memorial and oh, okay. I don't want to harp on it. I don't know why they made the jump for him. We only he, Dexter says it clearly. We jumped six months mm-hmm. and we don't have to bitch about it because we could bitch about it all we want. It's just like, oh, he just aged six years. <laughs> And like in whatever yeah. time, but like, Wait, let's, sure. let's talk about it now. But yeah, no, the, it's yeah, it's very, yeah, <clears throat> it's it's off, it's weird, but fine, let's roll with it. We got we got we got 12 episodes to close the Dexter story, there's way fine. more to talk about, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, dedicating a bench, uh, disrespectful. Did you agree with Batista? I okay, I say no, but that's because. I see the I see like benches everywhere. Like there's there's this like park I go and walk in and stuff like that. And there's like um all these like really nice benches. Now they, they don't look like this concrete. I don't know. I don't really like the style of the bench. It's very I don't know. It's very weird looking. But there's like like the normal park benches and stuff like that. And it's like in memory of like the Walton family or whatever. And then there's like you know another bench later. I don't think it's disrespectful. Like. I- I don't know, but then again, that's like family members that have bought a bench for somebody because they, you know, donated to land or conservation or something like that. I guess a police department doing it, maybe, but it does I, feel a little. Saying, being that she was a lieutenant, I'm pretty sure she was killed in the line of duty, right? That's true. It was in the line of duty too. It, yeah, it does feel a little like uh, okay, but like you know what? Fine. <laughs> but <laughs> like, is it, I, but is this also like at like the like the fallen officers memorial center and like. Maybe there's other benches named after fallen officers. I'm just trying to give some credit, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it actually does remind me that this is um, – I've talked about this on before. That area where this scene is shot is like a huge cluster of where they do a lot of Dexter shooting. Because even if you look in the background, there's so many times it's where Aster got caught shoplifting in season five. <laughs> right under that right under that bridge is where – um. Like Lila finds out what Dexter had in his bag. That's where Miguel and Dexter have their thing. I was gonna say, yeah. Uh, where Trinity gets a dog. Uh, Dexter captures that guy who's the weird photographer. There's a bar where they drink out with Lila. Um, that area, and I forget what it's called. I had someone comment on one of the YouTube uh, channels uh, videos we had up of what that area is called. Whatever they do, all their shooting there, and this park is there too. Um, Okay. I got. I got it. Oh, I could add photos in here, but I'm not going to do it now. Uh, yeah. It, so I just wanted to bring that up. That when I went to, when Is I went to Long Beach, to you know what? I may have the bench. I may have the bench picture. That's a good. That's a good. Um, yeah. I'll see if I can get it up here. Um, and then we get our first crime scene of the season. Uh, I didn't clip it because. This is what you're going to get now, being that I'm a father. I just don't have time for anything. We got our first sound of the brain surgeon sound, what almost sounds like a UFO. Did you pick up on that? Did you, do you know what I'm didn't. talking about? No. Uh, let me see. Uh, I could maybe do it up here in Zencaster. Okay, and, while you're pulling that up, I actually want yeah. to make a comment really quick. Yeah, then. please do. Uh, just an, a stray observation I made on this because when they're at the memorial, like, you know, uh, Batista's giving his speech and stuff like that. He's got his suit and his, uh, I think he had a fedora on. I could be wrong about that, but he was wearing a suit, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's a memorial. Batista's wearing a suit, like, whatever. Then when we get to the crime scene, I think he's wearing that same suit. Like, did they go from the I funeral think, yeah. to there? <laughs> yeah. 
That's yeah. more disrespectful than anything. Like you couldn't just take the day off to remember her. Like I was like, hold on. But then like he wears a suit. I think the whole episode, when did Batista become a suit wear? And in that heat, in that like heat. I've been to Miami one time in my entire life. And you saw how much I sweat. Like, and, Colton, and Colton was naked. That was the weird part too. He was just <laughs> naked and sweating. Um, no, I know, I know, um, I know. <laughs> I just, I just, ha- I had that in my notes. I was like, why is he wearing suits? Like he's, like it's also he's like, well, now that I'm lieutenant, suit Batista, it is. Like it just, suit I don't know. Batista. It was real weird to me. Um, so. This was that brain surgeon sound. See, it's got that like little like UFO thing going on. Yeah, it's got like the, that electronic reverb going. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah th- that was huh. th- that song I placed. And then uh, Colton, we didn't even talk. We always usually talk about what we're. I have the episode split in split up into Deb and Vogel. Uh huh. One more thing I want to bring up before we decide which one to talk about. Um, I have to p- bring up the thing here. Yeah. Um. I just want to see your face here. And Jamie and Quinn are together now. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. <laughs> they came out. It Okay. It. We don't have to talk about it, man. Come on. <laughs> if you have something on this. <laughs> I actually don't. I guess I really don't. Because I was just like, okay. Yeah, like, they're yeah. together now. Like. All right. I, feel, I feel like they try to make it a reveal the way they have like Jamie having sex and then we find out that it's Quinn but it's like this is something to talk about much later in the season and like how we always yeah, usually yeah. how we usually try to split up the episodes into like two talking points I feel like this isn't going to come together until like eight episodes from now um, no right now it's it's literally they could you could leave out their portion of the story and it would add Add nothing and take away yeah. nothing. It's always been my criticism of Dexter of this. The surrounding characters don't mean anything, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So did you do your notes into Deb and Vogel at all? Or did you just kind of go as its episode? I actually on this one, I just went as the episode. Yeah, okay. I was are, I was just kind of jot, jotting stuff down. Are you OK if I try to do it? Would actually, go ahead. It would make it. E- it would actually make it easier for me. So. Great. So what do you want to do first, Deb or Vogel? Deb has more Vogel? story. Oh, you want to do Vogel? I'd actually rather do Vogel, get her out of the way. So we get the introduction of Evelyn Vogel, a.k.a. Well, no, she's Charlotte Rampling, a.k.a. Evelyn Vogel, who's apparently a huge actress over the other side of the pond. Um, yeah, I was looking up some stuff on her because she looked really familiar to me, but um, I can't place anything she's been in actually that I in my head that I was looking at. But she Je- looked really familiar. Do you ever see Zardos? It's an old oh. ass movie. It's an old hilarious oh. movie. Um, yeah. Um, and so I'm able to take a much again. How many times do I say this? Do we? At least I say this. I'm able to take such a better analytical look at the show with doing the podcast and I just picked up on stuff with like the way Vogel is dissecting a brain is like the Mm -hmm. same way. It's like almost like the same thing she did to Dexter. Mm -hmm. Like she's just like the way she created Dexter. She's also there like, like, you know, sort of working on the brain. Like, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm not, I'm not putting it together well. And that's, really good for a podcast it's a lot of it's a lot of for not foreshadowing it's a lot of um um symbolism symbolism Symbolism. there's a yeah symbolism it's a lot of symbolism like well because like the first time he really meets her i mean he she's in the uh the meeting or whatever with is it the fbi no it's just matthews it's just it's just okay it's just matthews when she's in there and she's like that's when he first meets her um and then when he first like actually talks with her she's messing with the brain at symbolism to come not to spoil anything but if you're watching this you probably already know what's going to be kind of happening but she's you know been messing with his mind she's she's part of the reason his mind has been messed with i guess is what you could say and and a lot of this and this is why we get into a little trouble trying to do two episodes at once is because i think we're going to start taking a lot from the second episode into here um because they they flush they flush her out so much better in the second episode 
going back to the way Dexter is regarding sex and everything, one of the main things about season one, Dexter was like, yeah, you can't play on my emotions. I don't have any. Because mm-hmm. even here, she's like in the in the meeting regarding this first brain surgeon victim. And she's like, you know, the thing about psychopaths is and they cut to Dexter and he's like, they don't have any emotions or something to that effect. And right. she says it for him. And that's when Dexter is like, oh, shit, who's this? Um, So it's just interesting, like they're trying to, you know, I, I don't know. See, this this would have been fascinating to do in 2013, because at this point, at the end of the first episode, she absolutely seems like the villain. She, oh, a hundred percent. She's mysterious and everything. I thought she was. I was positive. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get a female serial killer again. Like this is gonna be great." Like, <laughs> she's the brain surgeon. I already know it. I remember. I remember thinking it. Like, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you guy gets his head cut open, scooped out with a fucking melon baller, and you also have this new weird random woman coming something i didn't understand and maybe this is just television and i don't get it i don't get being that she knows dexter and and if this is me i'll let you be the judge here colton if this is me projecting too much from future episodes to bring up up this talking point then we could just cut it right here and keep moving on Mm-hmm. The idea that she we know what Vogel becomes and who she is to Dexter. Why is she fucking with him in the morgue? When they're having that conversation and she's like, she 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 knows Dexter. Let, let if we try to keep it within episode parameters of episode okay. eight oh one. Well also <laughs> well no no, because at the end of the episode, she's like, You can't kill me, I don't fit your code. Clearly she yeah, knows yeah, who yeah, Dexter yeah, yeah. is. The only other person who knows the code is Deb, right? Um, that's alive. Yeah, yeah, that's alive is dead. Yeah. So like she knows who Dexter is. Mm-hmm. Why is she fucking with him in the morgue? Why is it? I, I maybe it's just something like you know you just can't say like hey I know who you are or whatever. Um, I think it's the test. I don't know. That's how I I kind of viewed it. Like like looking if I'm to look back on it, I would say because I actually I really didn't think about this until you're like you're bringing it up. Looking back on it, I think it would be more like she was kind of fucking with him essentially to test him, like kind of push his buttons a little bit. Like, let me see, like how he actually actually like works, because she's obviously curious about his brain and how everything functions to see, like, does he really follow his code? Does he really like is he able to like control his emotions? And that's how I was to guess it. That's like you said, that's just a guess, dude. I'm that's all I'm saying on it. As we're talking about this and being that we have the benefit of we know what this character becomes, I think I want to bring up one more point. And then I think we could actually curb it because we have a lot of Vogel to talk about next episode. You know what I mean? So sitting here trying to talk about what we know, even though we know it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think yeah. I think it's better served for the listeners and, and us, whatnot. Um, and, and again, I kind of brought this up already, but... There, I guess, Dan, this is so tough sometimes. <laughs> there is some fascinating conversation that they have regarding a serial killer, Dexter and Vogel, and, and you know everything that Vogel knows. And uh, even Dexter goes to Matthews and he's like, you know, why is she here? He's trying to figure out why she like, yeah. why is this woman here and whatnot. But this is all for the re- before the reveal at the end. Um Maybe I'm not smart or good enough to break down all the conversation. I just I enjoy their conversation they're having regarding serial killers and whatnot because, mm-hmm. like you said, she's testing him. But it's like that funny thing of like she knows who she knows who he is. He has no idea who she is. So there's a lot of that. Like there's history there that, I'm and she like fully knows. About. Like she knows he's the Bay Harbor Butcher. Like she knows. Right. right. Yeah. She, like yeah, she knows it all. Yeah, everything. Like it's not just a I know you're Harry's kid. Like. Like even keeping that, like I mean, she knows that this guy is it. Um, is oh, this sounds so corny to say it this way, but she knows that this is basically she's in the room with a weapon of mass destruction in a way. Like that's kind of like what she is. So I think that's why she's kind of pushing him. She's like kind of intrigued to see, like, what is this? Like what you know? Like she's looking at him like an animal, like you're at a zoo, basically. <laughs> um, I mean, we may have to carry this comment over to the next episode. And this is one of the things where I say season eight had some great parts that they just didn't make everything fit well. 
And because Sean comments in the YouTube chat, she's a terrific actress. Her character was so unnecessary and was just shoehorned in to explain Dexter's psychosis. I think, and again, when we talk about the next episode, 802, Every Silver Lining, I think they had a really good plot. I think they had a really good device. They just didn't execute it. But, you know, they kind of... Uh, d- d- you didn't watch the Saw movies, or as much as as much as I did, you know. Oh, what do you what? What, they, what, what? what? No, I didn't. The Saw movies. Oh, dude, I own all of those. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I do like a rewatch, probably like every <laughs> six months. I love the Saw movies. Oh, I don't watch them that much, but I have watched all of them multiple times. Though. Oh, I love the Saw movies. But a lot of the a lot of like in Saw, it's like, oh, you didn't know this, but this whole time there was this whole other Costas mm-hmm. Mandalore was the one who was actually the killer and whatnot. Um, that just fell flat for a season eight, um, a season eight plot. But I think I, I, I like, again, this is so tough to do without talking about the next episode. I really do think they had something good with well, this. I just think this it was is a executed bit- poorly and it's hard to talk I think about th- it. I think this is the benefit of doing the chat though, is this is actually a fun part of doing the chat, kind of doing it this way. Where people that are listening, like if you're listening in on the podcast, you're not in on the chat, like get in on the chat because this is something like with what Sean's saying, we can, Sean has been on, we've done, well, well technically we've done three live uh, uh, recordings. Sean has been on all three. This is something Sean could obviously bring up again and we can revisit it. I think that's a fun idea about doing this. So, yeah. Uh, and then again, we, we, we we kind of talked about it already, but you know the, the way the episode ends. Dexter is having a shit day, and we'll talk about everything that happens with Deb. Um, but again, this the same scene where Dexter is in the beginning, and there's trash every in the beginning. He's flying a kite, he's having fun with Harrison, and then at the end, there's like trash everywhere. It's it's somehow even mm-hmm. more darker out. Uh, Vogel shows up and just sort of drops off Dexter's artwork with when he was younger. <laughs> Um, I know that's just hilarious. Okay. What? Okay, that is a nitpick. I'm gonna. I am going to go ahead and do. Why did she still have all that? Like all these moves that she's done, doing everywhere. I just. I don't know. I found that a little bit strange that she had kept all that this long of a period of time. That's just me. And it. I don't know. And then she was able to pull it out. Like I mean, maybe because De- me- Dexter is obviously a very special person. He's a very special person. So. I don't know. I was, it was a little weird to me on that one. But let me let me try and defend the show. So I think we are to learn that Vogel has arrived here from the UK. That she kind of goes back and forth, and it's been a while. So maybe in her Miami house, she just keeps a lot of stuff. Uh she has a so, Miami house, and she has a UK house. Oh, and then okay. second. She kind of has like files of stuff, and this is just something she would have brought here. Also, second, I imagine as the writers had to find a way to disarm Dexter instead of being like, come to my house and watch a movie. Something to sort of like, hey, I know who mm-hmm. you are, and you don't even know who you are, but here's who you are. Um, just something. And it's a pretty ritual. Um, a routine thing that like if a kid is drawing fucking demons and stabbing and blood and whatnot, that there's something else going up there. If the kid's not drawing sunshine and the family and stuff, whatever. Um, I heard this on a, I forget what podcast, uh, the Dexter podcast. Actually, there's a Dexter podcast they did with the writers. And they said like, if the kid's drawing dark shit like this, it's like he more likely has terrible tendencies versus drawing the sun and the moon and stuff. The Fisher Meekin, I feel like you always Didn't drew- Grace draw that thing of me being murdered? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you could do the super bad thing where he's like, all day I just draw penises and I just, <laughs> just drew penises. <laughs> all Grace draws is me being murdered. I didn't understand. It was just knives everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. She does very few drawings, actually. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Really wonderful tones of red. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's kind of it on the vote. And then again, she, you know, Dexter throws her up against the wall. Why can't you kill me? Because I don't fit Hyrie's code. And that's sort there's of, the uh, yeah, of there's that. definitely more to talk about Vogel next mm-hmm. episode. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, where's my sound clips here? What? 
I have sound clips that I have to play. Okay. Yeah. All my sound clips is for the Deb part. Um, I guess we could pack that up and move on to Deb. Yeah. This, the Deb part is my favorite part of this whole uh, Yeah. <laughs> Ding. The Deb part is my favorite part of this whole episode. <laughs> so something – there's parts where we could talk about it, but as a whole – uh, when I finished this episode, I couldn't believe what amazing acting by Jennifer Carpenter. Just fucking phenomenal. Like, holy shit. Like, if this was, is this entire season was one episode, I feel like she would have won awards for the acting in this episode. Oscar, it's great. Like, right there. Just, yeah. Anybody else that's being nominated, like, if that was what was going on, they'd be like, okay, well, first off, we got Jennifer Carpenter for Dexter. Every other person after that's getting introduced, they're like, well, what the fuck? Just give it to her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I was, I was, I was, I think I stopped taking notes and I just put my computer down. I was just watching her towards the end when they're in the hotel room and shit. Uh, to set some of this so up, uh, it's been a thing that Deb has been missing for quite some time. She basically just walked out one day of Miami Metro, never mm-hmm. came back. She uh, starts working for Elway. I forget the name of his company. Um, but, saying. Um, <laughs> I I have a note in here. Like I know why you know the guy, but do you know where else <laughs> he's from? Um, I, I I knew you would say this. God damn it. Um. See, and we just talked about it, and this is how. I, 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 I yeah. We'll, we'll, this podcast will be four fucking hours if we, if I sit there and do it. No, I, I don't. I, I know him from something else. What is it? What is it that I know him from? <laughs> saw three D, the final chapter. Ah, the last the guy saw saw seven. Yo, Roxanne is here. I oh yeah. my god, I, I gotta add something. I gotta add. Uh, damn it, I don't know where my air horns are. Damn it. No, no, this is terrible. <laughs> I was gonna try, but uh. <laughs> sorry, Roxanne. Where I, I tried. Where are my air horns? No, Roxanne. No, this is terrible for the podcast part. Oh, oh my god! I don't actual uh, listener, listeners. <laughs> this is a, this is terrible for the viewers too. <laughs> sorry, Roxanne. We should have had um. I'm sorry. sorry. (laughs) That's the best I can do. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) What's up, Roxanne? Um, All right. So going back to Deb, Uh, she signed out. There are, um, what do you call that? Bounty hunters? No, no, no. He's a uh, um, private investigator. It's a private investigators. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dexter can't get a hold of her. We see like from the memorial, they're still not talking since this whole thing has gone down. And... Just like we all do in Miami, she is in a room doing coke, listening to Pitbull. <laughs> Wait, is it actually Pitbull? Is it really? <laughs> They're playing some Pitbull song, which is so cheesy. That just feels I didn't like realize that. yeah, it's so cheesy. It's just like, what's the cheesiest music we can get, <laughs> Mr. Worldwide? <laughs> um, with Dexter, when Dexter, oh man. I find it so funny and so telling of Dexter trying to find Deb while being the problem, also trying to be the solution. Do you get what I'm saying? He's like, mm-hmm. um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to uh, – no, no, no. I, I, it's not quite ready for me to bring it up. Keep going. Okay. Okay. I'll keep going. Uh, I, I – when – so Deb is, I'm sorry, Dexter is tracking Deb and he finally finds her in this store. So we see Deb is with this guy and his name is Briggs and he's a fence. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a fence is? Because I had to look it up and I feel like even if you know what it is, I want to give the internet white man version of what a fence is. The only reason I actually know what a fence is is because of Red Dead Redemption 2. So, oh, yes, wow. I do know what one is. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, As the internet. Is... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 
basically what a fence is, is it is somebody that you can come across things that you can't sell because of legal reasons. <laughs> um, and a fence is somebody that will have connections to buy said illegal things. Usually it's either stolen jewelry or something like that. It's not something you can usually sell pretty easily. Um, high end jewelry. Yeah. You have like, say like a $10,000 watch. Well, I can't go and sell that on the side of the street for a hundred bucks. Cause I know it's worth more than that, but your average person on the side of the street isn't going to pay $5,000, 50% of what it's worth. So a fence usually has connections to people. They can sell stuff. You also have the black market, which is you can sell like forged or um, stolen famous artworks and things like that. They have connections to buyers through other means than your normal legal channels. That is my definition of what a fence is. Cliff Notes version, a fence is an individual who knowingly <laughs> buys stolen property for later resale in a usually legitimate market. What is that in um, uh, office space where it's like we're looking up money laundering in the dictionary? <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, <laughs> color. Um, Dexter sees Deb in the store, and this was a trailer scene. Um, dude, did you get as weirded out as I did? And again, this is all... For me to get weird out or something to catch my eye is fascinating because I've watched this show so many times. Mm-hmm. When Dexter says to Deb, are you having sex with him? That's super weird. Weird. So weird. Like one, this is your sister. And two, this is your sister. Like why? <laughs> and, and honestly, honestly, three, that's your sister. Like Yes. That's like your sister. 1,000% like yes. Super okay. weird. Mm-hmm one why why do you care two right. like, like like legitimately why do you care and three the fuck business is it of yours like what if she said yes and and, and her yeah. not answering is like a way of saying like yes like you know yeah um, god um uh, it was no uh, no it was weird as soon as because that's like the, the one of the first things he says that's almost like something like a jealous ex-boyfriend like confronting you in a store is going to be like asking like oh you're with right, him right you having sex with him like, right right so so to set up some of this deb is deb is clearly using this pi stuff to mm-hmm. you know make money uh, yeah well uh, see i don't even think it's about money because i think that at some point what? elway even says to dexter like hey i give her like high profile case she doesn't want it i think What's she's using the whole thing as uh an escape well, okay, so this is where I have my notes on this little uh, a little quick note that I wanted to mention on this one because I think this is the perfect time to bring it up since you're talking about that is one of the things I noticed which I thought was really cool about this episode because um, Deb and Dexter both clearly are suffering from last season. Okay, like whether it be um, Deb up and breaking up with Dexter, however you want to put it in this weird situation. Um, But then Deb also dealing with the consequences of killing LaGuardia and her own issues. Um, But we have both of them essentially and I have it in my notes as they're both living on the edge. So Dexter, it's not a big issue. I don't know if you have other notes on it or not. So I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your uh, on your feet on this one. But. Um, when he like chases down the guy, it's after this scene, but he like chases down the guy because he like cuts him off and he like gets in his face and stuff like that. That's not something Dexter would normally do. Like one, you can get caught. Like the cops may get called on you and shit like that. Like, why are you doing that? Two, Deb, not only um, and this is a little thing, not only is Deb like snorting coke in a private hotel, the sketchiest of private hotels and stuff like that. Listening with this to guy, Pitbull. Listening to Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. So not only is she doing that, but when she walks in this store, did you notice what the first thing she did when she walked in the store was? I love it. I love it so she much. She just grabs a beer and drinks it. Not only is this not only is that badass, like that's a badass move that you're doing it. <laughs> you got you down in a beer, cowboy cold, okay? But not only that, she's doing it and then walking around the store. You're asking to get caught. Like you're just asking for it. Like both of these people, as one of them said, I think in this episode, or maybe it was next one, they're burning the candle on both ends at this point. Like you're just, you don't give a shit. Neither one of them does. And I think that them in this, uh, in this store is the perfect point of that because you have two just harsh personalities that are going through some shit, having an argument in the cereal aisle. Like why? Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
That was uh, my big note on this part. I love it. Like I, I really like this scene. Like I really like this store scene. Yeah, and like you said, it's is his Deb escaping, and then like actually seeing Dexter, because even like her first thing is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a clip of that that I want to play because. I, just, I found any time she talked in this episode fascinating. Uh, this is basically ex- explaining how much and why she hates Dexter. And I really don't want to fucking see it. Why? <laughs> why? Um, because you made me compromise everything about myself that I care about. And I hate you for it. No, you don't. I shot the wrong person in that trailer. That's pretty crazy. First of all, to be like, I shot the wrong person. And even like, dude, oh man, this is like a whole nother thing I could talk about for hours. I could hate you because like you made me like we got into a fight about money. And I guess this is more like maybe like boyfriend, girlfriend stuff. Like you cheated on me. You whatever. You stole my wife. You stole my husband. When she when she boils the hate down to, you made me like compromise everything about myself. That is mm-hmm. that is gut wrenching. That's like I fucking sacrificed who I am as a person for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something later in the hotel which which we'll get to. Um, that hate is like it's not hate like like again like I, I'm repeating myself. It's not hate because like you cheated on me, you stole from me. It's like fucking in your guts in your like, your your fucking this is like someone like i yeah. fucking hate you <laughs> yeah. like i that's all you can say i, I literally i shot you. i shot the wrong person i should have shot you like you know what i mean that's just yeah crazy um when dexter cut when that guy cuts off dexter and strangles that guy and if um if you're friends with marissa on facebook or any social media start pressuring her because i would like to get her on one of these episodes because she was watching and she was and when that guy like gets out of the dexter and starts strangling him um marissa just literally was like yep that's the most florida thing ever (laughs) 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 but that was pretty funny i was like oh yeah yeah um So, (laughs) so I guess it could get a little confusing because there's a lot of names being new names being thrown around. Uh, Basically, we have Briggs, who's a fence, and he's going to sell this jewelry to El Sapo, who's actually Mm -hmm. going to murder Briggs because he stole it from the wrong store. Briggs Mm -hmm. did. Dexter knows this, but Deb doesn't, and Dexter's going to go and try and save Deb. Mm -hmm. Do you know what El Sapo means? It's actually really funny. Actually, down. No. Sapo means toad. Okay. So every time they say El Sapo, me and Marissa was going the toad. <laughs> say this is the toad, then, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the toad. Um. So Dexter you comes to this. Get that nickname. <laughs> yeah. How do you get that nickname? <laughs> like, is it like? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't even like come up with. <laughs> it's just some guy that has like a weird tick where every time he's like doing something, he's like, yeah. This is where the visual part at least comes into play. <laughs> I know you're listening to this episode in your car and you're wondering what did Colton do? That's why you go to youtube.com. It's not youtube.com slash Dexter. It's Digging Dexter on YouTube and find out what face or action or tongue motion did Colton do to replicate El Sapo. Um that's a good part to clip. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to randomly do that from now on in this thing. So then there was other. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing, too, because it's seamless. You can't tell. <laughs> Dexter goes to <laughs> Deb's hotel. And, you know, uh, uh, Briggs is about to make the sale to El Sapo. And. Mm-hmm. You know, they basically get into a, you know, Briggs saw Dexter before, kind of like, who is this guy? Fuck off, whatever. Right. And then back at the hotel, this is a lot more personal. Like, hey, what are you doing? By the way, same hotel in season one of Dexter, where that weird ice truck killer guy with the fingers and the cameras, mm-hmm. the fake ice truck killer, where he had his um his woman tied up from season one. Anyways, um, 
So Dexter comes and is like, hey, I'm here to save you. Fucking come with me. And this is after doing this whole search, right? C- kind of calling Quinn, going to Quinn's house. Um, right. Uh, and then he takes, and again, this is, I guess, some of why they wanted to bring Harrison. But you know how crazy it is that, did you read the chat? That's actually a really good line. Um, no, I didn't know. That is, um, yeah, this is why I can't do the chat and whatever. Because I'm like losing. I, I, I read the chat. That's okay. That's good. That's so good. everyone knows. Sean just said he's a riveting character. Totally lost my train of thought. Um, Dexter, really Dexter good. going everywhere. Oh, you even see you see a lot of the, the frustration when, you know, Harrison's in his work office and he fucking knocks over something that was LaGuardia's. And mm-hmm. Dexter freaks out on Harrison in a really scary way. Um, yeah. You know, Dexter's clearly losing it. He's running around town with Harrison in the car. He fucking, yes. I mean, you want to talk about good father, bad father, whatnot. He fucking goes to a hotel to save his sister with Harrison. Sketchy hotel. Yes. Pitbull Su- snorting Su- coke hotel. Okay. <laughs> Let's be real. This is not just like a, well, hey, she's hauled up in the Holiday Inn or... A, a Hilton Express or some shit. This is <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say. It's the I think it's the the, the pink motel. But regardless, like <laughs> yeah, it's I mean clearly this is where Briggs is holed up and where De- yeah, like you said, Deb's. You know I don't know what's worse, doing coke or listening to Pitbull. But she's clearly like <laughs> out of it. I, I like Pitbull. I don't mind him. Um, so when he when he comes here. To save her and Deb's like, fucking no, get away from like you're the problem. Um mm-hmm. uh something I've always like like I always say I even said at the beginning of this episode. I always want Dexter to suffer some of the consequences for what he does. And I love how much Deb exposes him for how much he manipulated her. Mm-hmm. Uh this is the clip that I wanted to play that really made me like. Almost like you ever see the Dr. Phil uh, gif when he's like, yeah, <laughs> that's this clip I'm going to play here because I just love the way Deb says it. All my life, I thought I needed you, but I couldn't survive without you. Fuck, fuck. It was the other fucking way around. I guess I had more to that, but I don't. Um, yeah, that part too. Like, mm-hmm. This whole time, Deb, you know, Deb is like, I need Dexter, I need Dexter, I need Dexter. Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. Like from the fucking start, season one, episode one, it was the other way around. Like, mm-hmm. and that now look how crumbled Dexter's world is without Deb. You know, he's mm-hmm. fucking killing people with her son in his car. The son goes mm-hmm. missing in the parking lot. Um, something interesting. Uh, the last sound clip I wanted to play was there is a. I'm going to play a clip that's from the montage in the beginning okay. and from at the end. And he talks about a better person would feel bad about LaGuardia's death. And then he mentions what he uh, says about Deb. A better person would feel bad about LaGuardia's death. A better person would let her go, but I don't know how. Oh, Obviously, wow. Talking about Deb. Um, yeah, I just went, when I heard a better person, I was like, oh, wait, I, those two. Huh. Yeah, I didn't um, catch that. That's good. <clears throat> um Dexter stabbing Briggs is pretty brutal. Yeah. Did well, you it's, get... and it's, it's, go ahead? And he, well, and it's he tries to do the whole the classic like so this is a whole serial killer thing too. Um I don't know like I I say this. I it's from other podcasts I listen to. I, I listen to a, a couple different true crime podcasts and stuff like that. I think I've mentioned it on here before where a lot of serial killers their first kill is accidental. Right. Like they don't mean to kill the person. Supposedly there's a, like a lot of examples of that. <clears throat> and that's kind of what it is in this situation where he doesn't mean to kill him. He, dude, you meant to kill him. Like, stop. Wait, does Dexter like, say that? I didn't mean to kill him. No, I feel like they oh, were. Oh. I feel like they were trying to show that like it was it was kind of an accidental, but it also wasn't like I actually think it was a really good job that they were doing on it where. I don't think he went there with the intention to kill Briggs, right? That wasn't his goal was to kill Briggs, but he also ended up killing him. I think he also kind of wanted to kill Briggs. Like, that's what I'm meaning. Interesting. 
I never even thought twice about it. I think Dexter never meant to kill Briggs. He didn't go there to kill him. But I think his entire world is flipped upside down with this thing happening with Deb mm-hmm. and a little bit of what happened with Vogel that it didn't matter who was in that room, they were going to get it. Like, just so frustrated. Anyone who, because he just flipped out at Harrison, and I don't think he would have killed Harrison, but he was clearly one of the most frustrated, angry we've ever seen him in the only other person that was going to be in that room was Deb or him, and he's not killing Deb. (laughs) Right. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he went there with the intent. Okay. Maybe I'm being confused. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I don't think he, like, got in that. he, He didn't get out of that van, leave. Uh, uh, Harrison in the van going into that tow room going in his mind going I'm going to kill whoever's in there but he was also thinking that like he I think I think it was both emotions is what I'm trying to get out on in that one yeah. and again I think that's it's a, it, I, it's not a complaint it's a good writing and it's a good acting on Michael C. Hall's part that's why I'm bringing it up that I really I thought that was a, just a really well done part after he stabbed her, I just felt like, you know, the same way like a boyfriend tries to get back a girlfriend. And it's just it's just like it was so cringy, like Dexter trying so hard to get Deb back and then like stabbing and killing him. And it's like, God, what are you doing? Like Dexter, fucking stop. Leave her alone. Get out of there. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it hurt me to watch Dexter try so hard to like try this hard and fail so miserably. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just sort of like we broke up because whatever. And then it's like, I'm going to come back with an engagement ring and a really huge proposal <laughs> with like lights and fireworks and stuff. And it's like, no, no, that'll no, that'll win them. That'll yeah, win them over. I don't, I don't think you understand. I think you're fucking ugly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, Oh, don't do the ring. Don't buy the suit and whatever. Um, it just kind of, it just, it, it like hurt me to see that. Um, but Dexter leaves off and, you know, we get the scene into Vogel, which we talked about, whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, I only have one more episode note. If you have anything else on this episode. Uh, just the teddy bear, because just because that does come back. I don't know if that's your note. And I'm sorry if it is. But it comes back. The teddy bear with the blood on it. Remember? Oh, in this yeah, episode? It, no, 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 no. Later on. I just like I just wanted to like bring that up, like the teddy bear, because Harrison went missing because he couldn't find his teddy bear. And isn't that this one? Or am I getting mixed up? I very well could be getting I think mixed Dexter's up. washing it in the I, – I, to my memory, Dexter is washing it in his sink, in his mm-hmm. room, it in comes his in house. Like, in like three or four episodes, it oh, comes okay. back. I know what you're like, talking about. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, It'll yeah, come yeah, back. Yeah. It'll come back. Good call. Good call. So I yep. just, Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up at, like with the teddy bear. Like, Good call. Which is a nice – it's a nice little thing. They added that in here. That's kind of a – we – brought it up a little bit earlier it's dexter and breaking bad or nothing alike but this is kind of almost a breaking bad little thing where it's like oh nice little touch there like a yep, little bit yep, of a yep. yeah that's all that's all uh, um somewhat episode related probably not episode related uh we always talk about bad 80 movies and if anyone in chat have you ever seen night of the creeps no tom, uh-uh. tom at is that his name tom atkins is he the creepy funny 80s actor from halloween 3 God damn it. Yes, Tom Atkins. So Night of the Creeps is a pretty popular cult, terrible 80s movie. It's about zombies and whatnot. Uh, In it, Tom Atkins, every time he answers, and if you look up Tom Atkins, you'll know exactly who he is. Every time he answers the phone, he goes, thrill me, thrill me. And it's hilarious because he picks up the phone and he's one of these, like he's smoking a cigarette and he's like, well, I'll blow them all to hell with my whatever. And it's just a stupid movie, but anyways. I know, Tom Atkins. Okay. Yes. Every time he answers the phone, he gets thrill me. In this episode, Quinn, when he picks up the phone, he goes, thrill me. So I was like, that's a pretty specific thing. Now, I know one of the writers of the show, Scott Reynolds, is huge into like cult horror movies. I mm-hmm. have to imagine that that is a, you know, he must have been watching the movie the night before and just threw it into the script. Um, Either that or the guy that plays Quinn is huge in the actor season <laughs> like that stuff i mean that's the only other option because yeah. that's a you're right that's a very specific thing i didn't even catch that yeah. so do you ever see i need to now, watch that movie oh you never seen it 
Uh-uh, I've never even heard of it, Dude, actually. It and start- you know, I'm into all that horrible That's what like, I'm saying. Shit, I thought though. you would have known what this is. Um, uh-uh. I'll, I'll try and uh-huh. clip it. I'll try and I'll, I'll, I'll try and clip it because I have the movie, uh, Night of the Creeps. Uh, so that ends it for me. I got nothing else. Colton, you got anything else? No. Uh, much like Colton said last episode, uh, we're not necessarily – we aren't asking anyone for money. I don't, we're probably never going to do a Patreon or anything no. but – if at the very least you could subscribe to our YouTube, uh, like Colton said last episode, throw us a review on iTunes. Do it whatever you want it to be. If it's five stars, we appreciate it. If it's one star, we hope you drink bleach. Anything, <laughs> uh, even whatever. Like us on our social medias. We're at Digging Podcast on YouTube and Twitter. Uh, Colton's at Bootlegging. Uh, bootlegging um, a Boardwalk Empire podcast is what it is. It was, um, my Instagram is still, I think it's bootlegging podcast. Um, I am working. I mentioned it earlier when uh, Sean had made a comment. I am working on another podcast. It's, it, I don't like to bring it up right now because I'm, I'm just a lazy son of a bitch. And uh, I'm hoping to get it out. Like if I do, but for this is over with, I will definitely bring it up then for if y'all happen to like to listen to me. Um, you can listen to it but for right now if you happen to like boardwalk empire and you have some free time between listening to dexter check us out um it was a lot of fun it was my first podcast so um yeah yeah and let's get on colton he's at at bootlegging.podcast on instagram and um just send him disgusting stuff until he starts (laughs) his other podcast i can't even say the stuff i want to say (laughs) no I was just, I, I, I'll find a way to get people to get on you. Um, but yes, we're not asking for any money. We're not asking for anything. We just want to, mm-hmm. we just want to grow this community a little bit, especially yeah. because we assume the community is going to get a little bit bigger once the new season comes around. So yeah, whatever, if it's subscribing to us on YouTube, anyone, and you guys know who you are. Like if you're listening to this and you're like, is he what talking about me? If you like our post, if you comment on our shit, basically everyone in the chat, like you guys are the... <laughs> the golden grail of the dig and dexter community so i appreciate you guys um but if you're an outside listener just sort of whatever uh tuning in just again rate us wherever um <laughs> just trying to grow a little bit that's all that's why we started yeah. doing the streaming we, we're going to start streaming all our episodes just trying to do a yeah. little bit more with the podcast um well, we still have a plan on doing a special episode. Um, we'll get to that hopefully here yes. soon where we want to do, like I said, kind of think about it. We're going to post it in a little bit, but we're trying to get, talk about either doing a special episode with American Psycho or a special episode with Mr. Brooks. We don't want to do both. That's why we kind of want to make it fun. Like it's a you only get one. Um, I have my vote. I know Victor has his vote on it, but we obviously don't our opinions don't matter on it we want the fans to do it so we'll be posting that so it's something to kind of be thinking about on what you would like to listen um to us talk about absolutely and with that being said we will talk to you i don't know tomorrow next week tomorrow the day before yesterday do episode two every silver lining we will talk to you later sounds good